Do you have a book report due tomorrow? Do you want to sound smart in front of your in-laws? Did the entire library burn down and you need to refill it by tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to No Need to Read. Come gather round, it's story time with Nicholas Jones Rally. There is no need to read with Nicholas Jones Rally. If he's wrong, it's not a fault. Take everything with a side of salt. Come gather round for story time with Nicholas Jones Rally. Welcome to No Need to Read with Nicholas Jones Rally, where Nicholas Jones Rally explains books so you don't have to read them. I'm Justin Woolham. I'm Xander Wells. And I'm Nicholas Jones Rally, the only person who knows where Atlantis really is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the season finale. We finally made it. We did it. it. We did it. To let you a little behind the curtain, we've been recording this for so fucking long. Almost a year. We have, I think, has it not been over a year? Uh, It's been way over a year. We started recording, I think, in November of 2021. Wow. uh, Way to date this. uh, Wait. uh, (laughs) Just just censor that. No. Of 2020. There's, yeah. no, there's no way we started then, really. We did, yeah, because we, I moved when in here. When do we do the Hobbit? I, I moved in here in March of 20, 2021, and we started that year uh, a little Holy bit later. Shit, we've known yeah. it for over a year. Yeah. That being said, like just for yeah, to get there a was bit a of large, there was a, a lot large, of life. We had a lot of life stuff. Everyone's going through changing there was a and lot things. Of, there was a large gap in which we just yeah. didn't do it, and recently we really kicked it in the high gear. So, um, can't wait to go listen to those first few. But um, uh, hopefully, we've gotten better. I think so. I for, think for, we for have. the people, there's a good possibility we we've gotten worse. Yes, and, and just since this, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, here we are, our finale for the first season. Hopefully, we'll do more. All but right. uh, yeah, and here we go. Today we are talking about none other than the Great Gatsby. <laughs> Let's get a little background on this. So in 1925, mm-hmm. F. Scott Fitzgerald released his third novel capturing the picturesque 1920s jazz era in America. The book was a critical success, but didn't become the staple that it is now until after World War II when the book was freely handed to soldiers serving on the field. Since then, it has been one of the core pieces of literature in American high schools. But why waste time on reading through this piece of great American literature <laughs> when our resident expert can give you all the details in a much shorter amount of time? Nicholas Joe Riley. Very true. In fact, that's why is. we started this podcast. That way you can get these stories. You don't have this, to read. This was one of the catalysts for it because everyone this has to it. read this everyone book. Everyone has to read this book. Everyone, you listening, you've either had to read this book. Or chosen not to. Or chosen not to. <laughs> you hate this book. But... I think in the short amount of time, we can give you enough information to where you can sound at least like you might like the book. (laughs) I hope you like it coming out of this. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick is an expert on Godspeed. Nick is going to make sure that you love this story. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump in. The Great Gatsby is full of details and nuance, but we, of course, are only going to cover as much as possible in the time amount that we have. Uh, So first off, Nick, let's go ahead and just get where does this book take place? As you know, it's Gatsby. You know, it's big, it's booming, it's New York City. New York City. And, of course, this story is uh, from uh, one single character's perspective, uh, who is not Gatsby. And they act as the narrator throughout the story. Nick, who is this person's name? What is this person's name? Who are they? This person's name is Steve. 
So his name's Steve. Okay, while Steve is the narrator of the story, the title does indeed come from another individual. So let's go ahead and get a little information, just a little, on who this person Tell is. Tell us about Gatsby. Who is he? Gatsby is, he's a shaker. He's a mover. Is that his full name? Uh, no, it is uh, the Great Gatsby. That's his, his name. full name is the Great. First name Great, last name Gatsby. No, no. First name the, <laughs> middle name Grace, last name Gatsby. So he he did er, in his early life change his name. Nobody knows what his real name is. Ah, okay, okay, okay interesting. Okay. Yeah. So changed he changed his name. His name. The Great, Great Gatsby. Gatsby. Some people call him the Gatsby, and those people are not looked well upon. Wow. You have to say the full thing. Yeah, the Great Gatsby. <laughs> so, uh, so you said he's a mo- he's a mover, a shaker. Yeah, keep keep going. Elaborate. Uh, you know, he's big businessman. He yeah. he's. It's not really sure, but, you know, there's hints given throughout the story of how he acquired his wealth. He seems to have a lot. It's kind of implied sometimes that it may, some of it may be generational, some of it may have been investments, bonds, other things. Maybe he does things in the underground. Maybe he works with, you know, a, a people that move alcohol during this time period. It's not really known. It's just Gatsby's there. Gatsby's the guy. He's, He's the shaker. La- He's the mover. He's larger than life. Everybody knows who Gatsby is. Great. That, well, I think that's all we need. Um, so Steve moves to uh, New York City to become a bond salesman and to learn more about big banking. He rents a home close to where his cousin and her husband live. Before we go any further, what are the names of these two individuals and some defining characteristics? Uh, Tina. Tina. Okay, so his cousin Tina. His cousin Tina. Okay, and, and her, her husband. husband. And her husband, Marvin. Tina and Marvin. <laughs> Tina and Marvin. Okay. Tina and Marvin. What's some defining characteristics of the two of these people? Uh, Tina is, uh, which is quite uncommon at this time, an excellent saleswoman. She's kind of risen oh. through the ranks. <clears throat> wow. That's why That's why he's coming down here. A, sa- a saleswoman in what field? Uh, she, she sells bonds. Oh, okay. okay. She's she, she, wow. selling bonds. Well, she started out, uh, it's kind of, her story's given very quickly. She started out as a secretary, quickly started to learn more about bond salesmen, decided to do it herself, and quickly rose to the ranks of being an Excellent sales. Wow. And uh, what? Uh, well, Marvin, he's he's you know he's all right with it. I mean, he knows his wife is an excellent bond salesman. It's more of a it flips a bit on his head. He doesn't make nearly as much as she does, Mm. which is you know that's kind of a a different thing that we we see more modern day, especially for the twenties. For the twenties, yeah. Yeah. So over a hundred years ago, yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Uh, There's there's a lot of stigma around that, and I mean. There, there's some problems that have arisen in that family before. I mean, because it is, it's not for the times. Yeah. Yeah. But they've learned to move past it. They've accepted it. And, you know, Steve, our titular character, is accepting of it. He's well, like, he, he's, not, is... he's not the titular character. Well, I mean, he's the titular the, 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 narrator. The, 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 the narrator. The main yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the protagonist. Sorry. Yeah. If you will. The, the He's the protagonist, not the titular character. Yeah. The titular character is the, the Great Gatsby. <laughs> great Gatsby. Uh, uh, the Great Gatsby. The Great. Oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Correct. Correct. He would have had me killed had I. Yeah, I know. What'd you call him? I, ca- I just called him Great Gatsby. Oh, no, he's the Great Gatsby. I know, no, I forgot yeah, that. Yeah, it's like if you don't say the Ohio State scholars, University. Scholars will really get on you about that. Yeah. If you call, if you just call him Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. And, and really, people don't, I mean, if you really want to sound smart, you have to say the Great Gatsby when you're referring to Gatsby. If you just say Gatsby. Yeah. I mean, now, that would be implying that you're on some sort of personal level with him. And us, yeah. as the reader, are not. We're not. Cor- correct. Yes. Yeah. Very formal. So on the one of the first nights in town, Steve is invited to dinner with his cousin, whose house is conveniently just on the other side of the water channel that separates the two neighborhoods. So yes. this is on, <clears throat> excuse me, this is on Long Island. Yes. 
And there's um, so uh, they separate the two neighborhoods. During this, we learn uh, a very defining attribute about uh, what was it, Marvin? Marvin, about Marvin as he starts on a tirade. What subject does he start ranting about? His tirade is how you know it feels like today for him. I mean, he's he's had a little bit of alcohol in him at this point. He feels like it's so hard for just a wayward guy to make his his way up in any sort of like sales position. Now, what let's go ahead and talk what kind of what kind of state they're living on Long Island, New York. Do they not have a lot it's of a nice money? Place. So so yeah, they have a lot of money. But it's the difference between, you know, upper middle class and truly the 1%. Like ah. they they they're making it by here, but they truly aren't. You know. The Great Gatsby levels of money. Okay, so like Gatsby has... They're like that step below. Yeah, they're that step just, below. Just one they're rich. Yeah. But they're not... To us, who are, you know, relatively... Poor Poor. People. Yes. Um, <laughs> we would look at both of them and say, God, they're both richer than God yeah. himself. But they're they're not in like that billionaire. This is like yeah. us looking at this, like billionaires now. This is a millionaire to a billionaire. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I understand. Uh, so he's so he's ranting about how just like a regular man can't make his way up in the world. The American dream is dead. What's up? Yeah, he's like there. There's already so many people that are moving up and doing these things. Like, how am I supposed to be, get ahead of the competition? It's like even if I'm great at this, somebody's already gonna have it in, or somebody at the top will just bring somebody they like in from their own personal, mm. you know, sort of nepotism sort of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's ranting about nepotism. Okay. Yes, essentially. Yes. Okay. So also during the dinner, uh, he meets a young woman. Uh, Steve meets a yes. young woman his age by the name of Jordan Baker. Why is the introduction of this character so important? And how does Steve feel about her? Jordan Baker comes up and, you know, there's just something off about Jordan. It feels like she's not genuine. Like there, there's some alternative motive to every word she says. Nah. Like... What what is she doing here? Because it feels like everybody else is kind of here to have a good time. She, she's almost, in the she's great a little, little out of place. Yeah, there. she seems a little out of place. A little snarky. A little snarky, a little off-putting. But she she's generally very forward, and it's just her entire persona, whatever this is, rubs Steve the wrong way. So, so oh. he, he's a little put off by he's her. He's a little put off by her, but he is also kind of interested. Yeah. I mean, uh, He's intrigued by her. Yeah, he's intrigued. It's, now, it, yeah. now, uh, now, Steve moved to... New York City yes. to become one. Where is he from? Nebraska. 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 All yeah. right. Yeah. Midwest. Okay. Yeah. Midwest. Um, Very d- different societies, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even... in, in different people, like people, oh, yeah. people, you know, if this, and he's kind of like, if this is the way, because this is kind of yeah. the first meeting he's having with people who live here on the East Coast. Yeah. They're a little bit. Especially, especially in the 20s, too. In the where 20s. It's like the lifestyle was so completely different. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it now, it's still very different, but like. And out out like, in Nebraska, it's hard workers. It's people and this moving is, farms, things like that. And this is the city. Yeah. Right. It's the city. It's the city. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's, he's intrigued by her, but he's like, is, is this how people are on this, on this side of the country? It's definitely not what, what was his first interaction hoped he would be like, hoped would it happen. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So conversations throughout the dinner carry on. And when suddenly Marvin has to leave the room to take a phone call, Jordan leans over to Steve and tells him who Marvin is talking to. Nick, who is this person? And why does it feel like Marvin needs to keep it a secret from everybody? So Marvin answers this call and 
I mean, what they hear is a little bit of odd dialogue. It sounds strange. Like, he's answering questions, but they're not in any sort of, like, if, if you were to listen to one side of the conversation, there's no way you'd be able to pick out what the other side is asking or responding with. It just sounds so different. But we know this is the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI. Wow. Yeah. Why is he talking to the FBI? Well, we might get more into that later. It seems he might be working for the FBI. Really? Oh, really? He's working for the really? Marvin's. So Jordan, for the Jordan catches on to this. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan's like, I know who that call is. Yeah. Interesting. That's the he's they working know. with the FBI. Yep. Yeah. Like we don't know why. Yeah, don't know why. He's probably when working. When were the FBI founded, Nick? Yeah, what year was the FBI founded? Nineteen ten. <laughs> now, wow. now here's what you may not know. As you know, when the FBI was truly announced, it was not founded. Then it existed in a secret <laughs> was, place for some time. Gotcha. Yeah, they just finally gave it a name and came out to the public. Okay. Yeah. When? Oh, you know it already. I mean, I don't need to tell you. Oh, okay. I think everybody knows when the FBI came. <laughs> All right, so uh, he's talking to the FBI. Um, the dinner goes well, um, and, and Steve has met some new people in New York City. Yep. So he returns home for the evening, but while he's walking home, he finds that his neighbor is standing on the on his lawn in the moonlight, staring across the water channel. This is now. This is a big moment that gives insight for the rest of the story. So let's go ahead and start out. Nick, who is this neighbor? This neighbor is the Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. But but now Steve doesn't know who the Great Gatsby is. Yes, because he Steve has not yet met the Great yeah. Gatsby. Because everybody attends and the he, parties. And, and he hasn't, and he had, well, yeah, we're going to get to those parties. And he also, he hasn't been in New York City long enough, so no one's even brought up, like... like there's this guy. The there's Great this guy Gatsby. who throws parties, mm-hmm. you know, named the Great so Gatsby. He, he's just like, you know, you hear about, like, a rumor. Like, as soon as you come in, you hear somebody on the street being like, oh, go to that party. So and, you know, he remembers that. Why is he staring across the channel? Yeah, so... What's what, he staring at? What's he staring at? He's staring at a green light. Ah, ah, interesting. Yes. And what's the significance of this green? The significance of this green light? Why is he staring at it? So it's it's quite off into the water. I mean, it's it's pretty far distance away. And he he points to that green light. He says, "You see that light?" And Steve responds with, "Yeah, I can I can see the light. <laughs> it's right there." And he says, "Is it really right there? If I were to reach out right now, could I grab it?" And Steve is like, "Well." No, it's out in the water. What do you mean? And Gatsby goes, well, ain't that just the thing? Can you grab it? Could you go out there and grab it? And then he just fucking walks away. (laughs) (laughs) What a cryptic guy. Yeah. Very strange guy. I like like this great Gatsby guy. Yeah. Very, very into the, the, uh, the showiness of this. It's amazing. Imagine you're on your lawn and you come out and there's a random person you've never seen staring into the distance at a light blinking, like a red light tower. And he's like, hey, what if I could grab that? Do you think you you can grab light? Do you think you can just like reach out and touch light? As you're staring at this creepy green light. Do you think we could touch the (laughs) side? he walks away. (laughs) Honestly... That's that's encounter with like a lot of people like out in college, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if we could, what if we could grab that? And, light? and as you know, you've been to New York City before. I yes, mean, that's I have, an yeah. average interaction with uh, a New Yorker. Honestly, I can I can safely say about that's like my interaction with like thirty percent of the people I've encountered in New York City. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a daily occurrence. You walk by someone and like, what if you could grab a light? And you're like, I'm not talking to you. I'm just gonna stare over here. And you know, normally you could do that, but he was already on his lawn. He was already on his lawn. Mm-hmm. I know. And he's got that Midwestern niceness. So yeah, he's I know. He's from Nebraska. Yeah, he has to he's, be kind. Yeah, yeah. Nick is 
uh, sorry, is Steve is is like he's. I think the big thing we're gonna really remember is that he is not like he's not a New Yorker. He's not a New Yorker. He's, he's, he's an outsider. In fact, yeah, he's 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 too kind for yeah, this world. Yeah, and that is a big part, listener. He is not a New Yorker. So, uh, Steve goes back in to his house for the night after having this weird encounter Mm -hmm. and uh and so we move on to the next chapter and the narrator the narrator describes being steve but he does it kind of like not what he's experiencing because the whole book is not from his current perspective he's kind of reflecting yeah it's a it's reflective um so he is describing a a wasteland quote a wasteland just uh, just a short drive from the residence that connects their neighborhood to the city proper give us a description of what this wasteland is like and why it why it matters for him to explain that it's there so this wasteland uh, between this it's more it's it's very symbolic told in the story mm-hmm. so you have their residence the wasteland and then essentially the rest of new york city this wasteland is a symbol for what you have to go through to attempt to get to that wealth that everybody there is sitting mm. at. And if you think about any wasteland, it's like traveling through a desert. Like, yeah, there's a chance you could make it to that oasis on the other side, really succeed, get there, get that wealth. But it's going to leave so many yeah. people in the dust there. To get to the promised dead. land. Yeah, yep. so what physically, what is it like? Physically, it's it's like uh, abandoned homes, uh, buildings that were built but not given purpose. There's yeah. just nothing there. It's waste. A lot of poor people. A lot of waste. poor people yeah. living there. And they're they're trying to eke out a living while right across a stone's throw away, people are spending money that all of that wasteland could never yeah. see in their lifetimes. And, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's the twenties, so it's there's still industrialization, but a lot of it's post that big boom yeah. event. So post the big boom, yeah, yeah. industrial. So a lot of those workers that were working in New York City have been replaced. Yeah, and it's post uh, World War One too. Yeah, yeah. Veterans coming back and not being treated well, being left to the wayside. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so in this wasteland, there's another part. There is a billboard. Mm-hmm. Very significant. What is on that billboard, and why is it so important? So the billboard. So it's it's in it's actually in the wasteland. Yeah. You can see it from pretty much it's on any the, angle. It's on the drive through. It's on the yeah. drive through. You see it. Coming from New York, going to Long Island, and uh, going to Long Island, coming to New York. You see it both ways. It essentially says, big letters, and just with, you know, a, that 1920s art style right. on top of the billboard. The future is what you make of it. You have to take it. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and why would somebody put that on a billboard? Uh, well, you know, it's placed there. Because usually billboards are advertisements. They are advertisements. That's why this one seems a little off. It's like, what does it mean? The future is what you take it. If you actually do a little more research into it, it's for bonds. It's selling bonds. Oh. The future is what you take it. You need to take it. Take our bonds, our government bonds. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. So why is that significant? Well, I mean, there's Other been a lot of bond salesmen so far. <laughs> you know, you're right. That is very important to the plot. I can't argue with that. But symbolically, why is that important? Like, symbolically, it's 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 saying how easy it is. It, it makes it feel like, oh, that's just a thing you can do. I just wake up, walk outside my door, grasp the future. It's right it's there the in my hand. Dream, it's the American dream. Unfortunately. And in reality, this billboard is set in that wasteland. It's like, 
almost a mockery it's of make, itself. Yeah, you imagine waking up being a like a less wealthy person and seeing that every day mocking you. Yeah, it's like just get up and do just it. Get just up get up and, and do it. Grab it. your bootstraps and you can make a you know. You can make a real living for yourself. You know, in we didn't here. just go through World War Two when alcohol is not illegal. Totally fine. World War One. World War One. Sorry. One. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry, we're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, he describes that, and that's mm-hmm. between Long Island and um, in New York City proper. Yeah. Um, so we jump forward in time a little bit. Uh, Tom and Steve, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Marvin and Steve are hanging out. They're going to take a train into the city. And they get off to stop at a like like a car garage slash slash um like gas station mm-hmm. or slash mechanic. And this is at a time cars are very new. Very. They're very like, they're only for the wealthy. They're very niche almost. Mm-hmm. And so the people who work on cars, they kind of do everything. They're like, they're mechanics. They sell, they work on cars. They, they sell ca- cars are just gasoline. Yeah. That's the thing they buy. They sell cars. That's the thing that they do. So they stop at this car garage owned by an, a man named Wilson who uh, Marvin has uh, had a business relationship with. And here we actually meet, we actually meet Marvin's mistress. Now, outside of the story, we don't know this, but who is Marvin's mistress and why is she at this gas station slash car garage? Marvin's mistress is a little woman that we haven't really seen yet. Her name's Delilah. 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 And why is she there? She appears to be buying a car. And she's just there by happenstance? They happen to meet up there, happen to see mm-hmm. the mistress How there. does How does Marvin feel about that to see running, running, in, running into her? Well, Marvin normally would be like, oh, okay. I mean, this is something I could do right now. But he's got, you know, Steve with him. Yeah. And then Wilson's there. So he's a little worried. He's, you know, sweating a bit. He's sweating. Yeah. But, of course, you know, this is the 1920s. It's like, guys will be guys. Yeah, guys will you be know, guys. Like, you've got a mistress. That's just what you... Yeah, honestly, this He's is a pretty... sweating. I he, mean, they're pretty fine by 20 standards. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> he, he starts sweating at first, but then, you know, Delilah does a turn, sees him, and she gets excited. I mean, oh. all of that nervousness just leaves him. He's like, okay, I'm here with you. Yeah, right, right, right. So, uh... So he's kind of, he's not too worried about it. like he's sweating a little bit, but he's like, you know what, we're far enough away from home. Yeah. Does Steve pick up on this? Yeah. Do you think Steve knows at first? No, Steve doesn't because Steve is that good old Midwestern boy. He likes to see the good in all people. Right. Like, there's no way he's he's cheating. <laughs> Why would you cheat? Yeah. No reason to. Yeah. Yeah. You're you married, find somebody you're, you love. You're, you're married to my cousin. Yep. Yeah. You're married to my cousin. There's no reason. Why but, would you do that? But then, does he pick up on it? Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, so, we'll get to that. Well, so Marvin invites his mistress, Delilah. He's like, hey, Steve and I are going into the city. We're going we're gonna to just, like, have lunch, and then we're going to get, like, a hotel room, just sit and drink. Why don't, you, why don't you Why don't you? meet us there? You know, and she does. So they go in, they go in to the, they get back on the train, and they go into the city, they have lunch, and then they get this hotel room. And it turns out Tom has taken Steve to, like, a big party. And others who are invited show up. Delilah shows up. And everyone starts drinking. And Nick, describe to us, this is, like, the first time we see, like, something of a 1920s party. Now, it's not Gatsby's it's party. It's not the it's huge not. one. This yes. is, like, a small little, yeah. like, 
little party, but still lavish. Bigger than anything that Steve it's has got ever seen. Money. Describe, Describe it, to it to us. We're talking glasses, well, flutes of champagne, servers wearing perfectly pressed clothes. We're talking perfectly cleaned floors. I mean, you could eat off of them. I mean, that's not something you see in Nebraska. You don't have time to perfectly clean your floors. You just sweep yeah. them off. I mean, these are you can see a reflection in it. People wearing beautiful clothes, furs, coats, everything. Absolutely decadent. Yeah. Compared to what he has seen before. I mean, this is... How, how does Steve feel about it? Steve, at first, he's starstruck. He's like, wow, this is what it really means what to New be York's like. what New York's about, Yeah, baby. this is New York. But then there's a part of him that really, really wakes up. That, that, old, that old Nebraska boy in him going, man, this seems kind of like a waste. Like, this could all be used for... So much wealth. Yeah, other people, to help other people. And they're just wasting it away. So, does he give in to it? Well, at first, he tries not to, but I mean... It's hard. It's real hard to when people champagne. just keep shoving champagne I mean, and right it's a, in your and face. And it's a party. It's kind of like when in Rome. Like, yeah, when it, in Rome. It, like, it's... I'm I'm a New Yorker now. I live here. <laughs> I've this been must here be, for a week. This must I'm be, a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> this, is what, this is what people do. I learn the like bonds. A, it's like a true Midwesterner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a New Yorker now. I'm a New Yorker. You've been here for a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's who I am now. I live here. So he gives in. This this party's wild. It's wild. There's um it's it's a handful of people. It's not a huge amount of people. So they're partying. They're they're getting drunk. They're drinking. You know, they're having a good time. They're smoking uh, all the stuff you see. Marvin's there with Delilah. Marvin's mistress. there with Delilah yeah. with his mistress. But Nick, tell us what is the dramatic thing that ends this party? So what happens? is, you know, it's right before everybody's about to, like, either head up to a room, get a ride back to Long Island, and everybody's kind of, you know, waiting to disperse off. It's that it's that moment, you know, when it's a party and everybody's about to say their goodbyes. But this is different. This isn't the Midwestern goodbye. Midwestern goodbye lasts around anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour. <laughs> this is the New York goodbye. I mean, this, this is less than 30 seconds. Party's over, about to all leave. And then comes in Tina. No. Yep. Whoa, Tina Tina in? shows up? Tina shows up. Oberon is excited Excuse about that. Right yeah, he's real excited. <laughs> what happens? Well, Tina shows up, and I mean, everybody, because everybody kind of knows, like, what sure. Marvin's been doing. Did, did Tina catch anything? Did Tina see Tina anything? Tina caught a, a whiff of a rumor. Uh... And she was already in town, so she was like, well, then I'll... I'll go meet my husband. Why not? Uh, worse, worse things worse. My I husband, just see my husband. My husband's partying with my cousin. I'll, yeah. I'll stop by surprise him. Yeah, stop by surprise him. And I mean, there's that little little voice that's like, well, what if? What if they're there and he's cheating? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. It's like yeah, that, I, that thought in the back of her mind. It's not the real reason she's going isn't just because I want to see my cousin who's new to town. Yeah. There's also the other part that's like, well, we should check up. Check so see if she kind of like, like, does she like storm in and the party just... The party's ending, party's ending quickly. Party's ending. So it's pretty much people are dispersing. So people are about to head towards like the main oh. entrance. And then it's like that meeting. Oh. They they so see she, her. She doesn't catch enough. But yeah. like she just kind of gets uh, something. She gets happening. a feeling. Yeah. All right. So the party ends. And we, once again, we do a lot of skipping around in this story. Um, so the... We skip to... Uh, a Saturday. Yes. So we, we skip towards Saturday, which is the day that Steve's neighbor, the great Gatsby, 
throws his illustrious parties. Yes. And Steve believes that he is the first person to actually be invited to one of these parties as he receives an actual printed invite from the Great Gatsby's butler. And having heard so much about the Great Gatsby, which he has at this point, he's mm. he's he, he's yeah he's been in New York for a little bit. He's met him. He's heard more about him. Please describe to us the large and lavish party. And does anything crazy happen? Yeah, at this, this is party? bigger than anything. Bigger yeah. than the last one. So I mean, as soon as he walks in, again, it's that millionaire versus billionaire like vibe he's getting from everyone. We're talking chandeliers plated with gold, diamonds everywhere. Extravagant. Yeah, paintings, spaces. I mean, it is just decadence on a level that he can't even comprehend now. How many people are there? It's probably a good, like, 200 people. Wow. Wow. There are people everywhere. Huge. Yeah. On the lawn, in the back, everywhere throughout this it's, entire place. It's one of those place. like college parties where it's just spilling into every part of the place. Yep, there is no place that is safe from people. You can barely get to the bathroom. <laughs> You'd be lucky you to find, find a bathroom. If you can find the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've... Yeah, this how, place is massive. How, yeah, I was going to say, how big is it? In, is it, like, let's go ahead, describe how big this place is. So the other places, like specifically where Steve's cousin lives and where he lives now, they're large. They're like homes, you know. Yeah. They're they're. If you were to compare the size, it'd be probably about a ranch style home. Yeah. In like well, total square foot. You know how you you described when we did the Hobbit Smaug. Yeah. Describe the house in 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 a similar way. So so we can really get understand. Yeah. Give us a comparison. All right. So I would say Steve's house length is probably about like five to six Fords. <laughs> Ford what? Ford, oh, Ford what? You know, the Ford. The Ford, gotcha. <laughs> so, all right, an F-150. Yeah, let's do an F-150 five, for our, our, our modern viewers. Five, six, F-150. Modern? Yeah. What What do you mean? Well, I mean, uh, for people that are listening in. People are listening in from the past? <laughs> our modern listeners. <laughs> I'd say people as opposed, who are more... As opposed to comparing it to, like, a, a Ford, Model T Ford. Yeah, Model T like, Ford, like, yeah. you know, from back in the day. A lot of people we may not know. We want to stay in authenticity here. Yeah. Some of us do. Mr. Woolums, some of us like to stay to the script. All right? I only talk about stuff from the 20s when I'm talking about the 20s. Okay, so how many Fords? All right, so it's about five to six Fords. Yes. Five long, to six Fords what? Long. long. Like in, in total square footage of, of Steve's home. Five, <laughs> no, five no, 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 not Steve's home. We oh, no, 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 we, we, we're starting with Steve's. Oh, yeah, I was going to share the oh, comparison. Oh, you're comparing Steve's because Steve is the neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Five to six Fords long and about like... Three Fords wide. Nice, comfortable home. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a comfy home. Most people consider that an excellent place to live, especially during the times. Yeah. Uh, you would probably say Gatsby's, the Great Gatsby, I apologize. I'm not yeah. on a personal level. The Great Gatsby's home is probably about, ooh, I'd say 50 to 60 Fords long. Whoa! It is decadent. And that's just the building. That's just the building. And probably about maybe 30 to 35 Fords wide. And we we're just talking the base outline of the building. How Not talking about that it's four floors. How, oh, so it's four Fords tall? Yeah, four Fords tall. Yeah, about four, four Fords, Fords tall. Four Fords tall. Yeah, four Fords tall. Gotcha. <laughs> massive, massive home. How big is like the property around it? Oh, I mean, for New York, massive. It's probably around like 
10 acres. Wow. Which is huge for Long Island. Wow. Holy crap. He owns quite what, a what, what are some of the things that are happening at this party? What makes yeah. this party crazy? Yeah, what makes this party crazy? The it's, sheer... I mean, it's the roaring 20s. Yeah, yeah, the sheer amount of people, the alcohol that's flowing. What I kind mean, of alcohol? Uh, champagne. Just champagne? Well, I mean, on the surface, it's just champagne. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, you know, you, you might see some of the servers walking around with things that don't look like that belongs in a flute. Like, that's... That's not champagne in there. It's bourbon and a flute. Yeah, it's a little dark. <laughs> a little darker. But they're still handing them out to the people that are asking for it. That's the difference, uh, it feels like, is that there's some people say, that know and there's people that don't. This is the 20s, so what's the big thing here with the alcohol? Oh, that it, uh, it's prohibition. No alcohol allowed. Prohibition's not legal? Yeah, not legal. Oh, no legal yeah. alcohol. So they're breaking, they're breaking the law here. They're breaking yeah. a lot of the, the law yeah, A lot of law. There may even be some illicit other activities happening. Maybe some drugs. You see some people that are acting a little drugs, wild. Drugs in the 20s? Yeah. What kind of drugs? Yeah, what kind of drugs? Do they have? Opium. <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's just like you walk in the wrong room of the party and it's just an opium den. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there smoking opium. So, I mean, with how many? There's four floors. There's a ton of four, rooms. Four floors. Yeah. Four, 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 four sized floors. Four, four. Yeah. Sized there could floors. be, I mean, for all Steve knows, I mean, he's not really thinking about it, but there could be just a room that's an opium den in here. But very Hell, possible. There could be a room in here that's just a distillery. <laughs> That's incredible. Why, how does he feel about this? How does Steve feel about this? Yeah, what's he's he went to he a He already small, saw a smaller one. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he was blindsided and starstruck then. I mean here he is speechless. He is unable to move. He's just trying to take in everything. I mean, there is so much here. The amount of wealth that's happening here, it feels like maybe this guy's richer than like the entire United States. <laughs> yeah, this this is the first time we really see this is the one percent. Great, the Great Gatsby is the one person. Yeah. He is the one person. He is. Yeah. Lindbergh's ain't got shit on Gatsby. No. True. I mean, he, he just great has Gatsby. it all. Yeah, yeah. the Great Gatsby. He has it all. All right. So while Steve is here, he's he's overwhelmed. He's also alone. He doesn't know anybody really in the city except for a small amount of people. But it just so happens that he does indeed run into Jordan Baker, who he had met earlier at his cousin's place. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're at the party, and... She starts to tell him more about the Great Gatsby. She seems to like she's frequented these parties. She's here semi often. She knows a little bit more about him. So, Nick, let's go ahead and really dive into at least what Jordan knows about the Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. A little bit more than just like, oh, he's rich. He has a lot of money. Well, what do we know? about him it seems like jordan knows pretty much everything there is to know about the great Gatsby. she's not letting it all on right now but she is laying down some of that groundwork like, i know i know how he made his money and now and now we must you've already established that he's a bit of a mysterious character he is no mysterious one really man. knows how he got his money mm-hmm. so there are a lot of rumors flow around yeah but it seems like the way jordan talks is with the confidence of a person that knows well let's go ahead and toss around what are the before we, Jordan gets in to tell about Gatsby? What are some of the rumors? Yeah, what are some of the rumors? Well, some of the rumors are that he he was a war profiteer, mm-hmm. made all the money from World War One. All at this time, the Great War. Yeah, um, yeah. There's since there's no World War Two yeah, yet, it is true. not uh, World War One. <laughs> possible international trade, drug trade, possibly wow. fully in the alcohol business, maybe. Maybe he's the one that's been fueling bootlegger. Yeah, he's he's the major bootlegger. 
Or, or did he make all of his money just selling bonds? I mean, this seems like far too much to just be selling bonds. I mean, for there be to for there to be this many bond salesmen and him make this much money off of bonds. Yeah, it seems a little unlikely. Is it generational? Did was he the the culmination of two very rich families coming together, having a child, and he got all the wealth? Who knows? Who knows? It seems very strange. And how he can keep throwing these parties? How does he keep up that money? Yeah. That so cash flow. What does Jordan tell Steve? Jordan tells Steve that within every rumor is a nugget of truth. It feels like. Maybe the Great Gatsby has done a little bit of it all. Uh, kind of put his fingers into every pie. And in doing so, he hasn't become big enough in any one of those areas to be caught. Yeah. But every, he's done it in all of them to where he can draw a yeah. large every, every rumor starts from something. Yeah, yeah, it starts from something. And that's the other part is everybody kind of expects one answer. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Jordan explains that there's no one answer. He's done it all. A little bit, which means there's no real way to pin him down. There's no real way. A little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. Yeah, keeps collecting it. Maybe some of it was generational. Maybe uh, maybe his, his, keep, his well, it's was also rich. a good way to keep him guessing. It is because, because he, it's if there illegal. is one true way, people still don't yeah. know. And because it's illegal, it's like you're already gonna make a bunch of money. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it, is he bribing? Also, is that another thing? Is he bribing Congress? Yeah. Is he, is he bribing is he senators? Laundering money through mm-hmm. something else? You know? Yeah. Does he have something illicit on the side? Does he? Just own like most of New York City's properties. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? He could be the biggest landlord in New York City. Yeah. So with all this information, Steve, having met Gatsby only like the one time on his lawn, probably kind of far away. Excuse me, the Great Gatsby. Yes, the Great Gatsby. Oh, I'm so sorry. The Great Gatsby. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. sorry. It's a little bit hard for me to be with Steve having only met the Great Gatsby one time. There is probably dark outside Mm -hmm. with only the green light far away. He wants to kind of find him get to know him so mm-hmm. he, he's they're trying to go around the party they're going through all these different rooms meeting all these different people and but they they can't find gatsby and they go through the entire mansion and they finally find him sitting alone mainly away from the party mm-hmm. at a table what is it like when they we when we the audience and nick uh, sorry, and and Steve, mm-hmm. who is obviously the surrogate for us. What is this meeting like when we first see the Great Gatsby? So the Great Gatsby is sitting out alone on his pier. He has his own personal pier. Right. I mean, he's a very very wealthy man, and he's sitting there, and it's this very interesting like two halves of the world that he's now seeing. Steve sees in front of him, supposedly, the richest man possibly on planet Earth, alone, in a single chair, on a dock, looking out over the water, the dark waters. And he, so he's not even, like, close to the party. No, he's not. The party, I mean, it's, there are people that are wandering around, mm-hmm. but most of them are, you know, they're drinking, they'll maybe go up, maybe on the pier, throw up, and then head back to the main party. Like, because that's where everything is. That's where the alcohol is. That's where maybe the drugs are. Everything else is where the people are. And so that's what all of them are thinking. And it's this huge two halves he sees here. The massive party behind him of beautiful decadence. Almost sinful amounts of decadence. And then he looks and he sees just the great Gatsby sitting in a chair 
It's it's two halves of a world that shouldn't exist. Why do why does Steve think he would be so far away from the party that he is throwing? Steve, at first, he's like, why would this man of excess, obviously a man who owns everything, want to be at the party? Why wouldn't he want to be there? And then he realizes something. The Great Gatsby doesn't have one thing that Steve did have. And that was the ability to disappear and be alone. Mm. And to truly just be alone in the crowd. Wow. The, the ability of a normal man. They say, you know, they say when you get that rich, you never really have any true friends because yeah, yeah. it's everyone's always having an ulterior, you know, exactly. money. Everyone wants money. Yeah. Everybody want just wants a piece yeah. of the great Gatsby's pie. The great Gatsby pie. But they're not pie. looking at the baker. Nick, if you could tell me what ingredients would be in the great Gatsby pie. <laughs> gold, diamonds. <laughs> gold, diamonds. Yeah, gold, golden diamonds. It's really gold hard to diamonds. digest, but it's... <laughs> yeah, it makes so, you feel like gold schlager. So what is it like when... When these two people meet, it's it's a little interesting at first. It's tentative. Like they, they both go up and they, uh, Steve doesn't know exactly what to say. I mean, that's the Great Gatsby, and he gets up and the Great Gatsby's intrigued. He's like, "You've come to just talk to me. Like, what do you want? Do you want money? Do you want my help in your business?" Does the Great Gatsby recognize him? The Great Gatsby ever? does. He recognizes him. Well, he was hand invited. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's I mean, true. He was hand invited, and you know, he's there's a tentative interest there. Where he's wondering what this person wants. Guess what do you want? Kind of seeing what Nick's true colors were, or seeing um, Steve. Steve's true colors. Where I know you're looking at me. I'm Nick. I know it's very hard. It's, I, hard, it's hard when we're when, talking when to you, you. When you, when Nick, whenever you explain a story that's in first person, I always get lost and think that maybe you are really the it's, narrator. And it's, this is one of the few stories that we have that's in first person. Yes. Like yeah, we have. It's our first time doing so. one like this. So. Yeah. So when you're telling the story like you are now, we want to. I just get very engaged into it. Yeah, we want to keep so, referring to. Anyways, person, uh, to Steve as so. With Steve, he really wants to see Steve's true colors. I invite Steve to this party. Is he going to ask for money or things like everyone else? Or is he really going to be a true friend? Is, is Steve wondering why he was invited. invited to this party when no one else is usually invited? Yes, he's wondering why. Because, I mean, people just show up at the Great Guys party. Yeah. He announces, everyone come. Like, this is the party. Yeah. Everybody be here. It's every Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's every Saturday. And... He he still has the invitation. It's it's in his like breast pocket. Yeah, and he he takes it out and just as a general introduction, he's like, "I I got your invitation." And the Great Gatsby goes, "You did? Are you enjoying the party?" And Steve goes, "Yes, yeah, nice party. You know, pretty good. Seems like a fun time." <laughs> Very, no, it seems, yeah, it seems all right. It seems. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not not what we the have back in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, they opened them the distillery are a bit odd. Um, and uh, the Great Gatsby goes, "Well, would you like to go back? I mean, there's not a whole lot happening out here. I'm just does enjoying he seem, the night air. Does he seem like his presence lives up to his name? In a way, not in the decadent ruler of the city, but more in. This strange, mysterious man. He's charming. He's charming. He still, He's odd. He's saying very odd quotes like he did the first meeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah being very philosophical. Very, very, being philosophical. Phil- very philosophical. I think you can touch the light. <laughs> you can touch that light. <laughs> so... He isn't really going to give him an answer as to why he invited him. No, he's not. He's he's not letting Keep him Keep that out. mystery. Yeah. He's I, a very mysterious guy. Yeah. Real quickly, I just have to ask. What are, What is... Great Gatsby, what are some names he calls it? Oh, yeah, he has a name that he calls people. 
ever like this, it's like, one of my this, favorite this, things. This, like, one That's nickname. He, he's, like, he doesn't call really people by their name. He calls them by this nickname. What is well, he has certain nicknames. So he has specific nicknames for some people. Yeah, yeah. There's that. This big is one. like the there's that one. Big even, with, one. even with people he just met. There's, yeah. there's one. He goes up. And he says, "What you doing, you little mover?" <laughs> little mover. Little mover. Hey, you know, it's my favorite. <laughs> you seem like you got a real good head on you, little mover. All right. You little, you little mover. How you doing, you, you little, little mover? You little mover. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I just want to be in the room with someone who has a business transaction, and they go, "All right, it's really been. It's been good doing business with you, little mover. You little mover. Sounds like you little. Stinker. Especially you know something illegal, yeah. <laughs> like, like bootlegging. <laughs> <You> little mover. <laughs> it's like, all right, we got to make sure the cops don't find us. You little mover. You little mover. <laughs> but it, on, wait, wait, honestly, it kind of attests to just how much influence the Great Gatsby holds. He can, can he could say that to anyone and they'll go along with it. They'll go along with it. <laughs> he can say it. It's it's almost like it's almost a little cocky. When you have enough money, you can do and you say You can say anything. a dumbass name like that. <laughs> say and it, and it does. Steve goes in his mind he's like that's that's kind of stupid. What the fuck is that? Cuz he's not phased by New York City mentality. Yeah, he's like back in my hometown, you would just punch somebody for a greeting sometimes. Why would you call me that? But also, yeah. But if, also yeah, if you called somebody that in Nebraska, they just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> but also, he's so damn charming that you kind of want to go, you kind of want to go along with it. Yeah, because yeah. it's the way he says it. It's, it's, it's two opposites there. It's Nick's, uh, 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 sorry, I'm looking at you. Steve's, oh, it's all right. Steve's not phased by it. So, and that's because Steve's from the Midwest, but also the Great Gatsby is so charming that he can get away he with it. He still has that they're, charm. They're such yeah. opposites of each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you. I, I really love that part it's of the very, book. It's very important. It's very yeah, you little mover. Um, because if people are, people are going to spout uh, you know, the Great Gatsby information, they're going to have yeah. to know his you know. his name for everybody. You, 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 you little mover. Yeah, you get a little That's shirt that mover. says you little mover, you little mover on mover. Everyone knows the reference immediately. Yeah. Um, so late into the night, everyone starts to leave the party. Um, Steve kind of narrates just about everyday life uh, as time goes on not everything is glam glitz and and partying um he actually starts to date jordan baker mm-hmm. but he kind of notes that he doesn't really like her why is that why does he date her but he's like i don't really like her uh because so he is that as you know that mid that midwestern boy because he's a guy because <laughs> he's a guy <laughs> yeah. sorry he, i didn't mean to cut you off oh no you're fine um so, Steve, he's a Midwestern boy. He values truth, honesty, that simplicity of just love and a relationship. Whereas Jordan, it feels like everything Jordan says, there's something else in there. Like, they're taking a little bit out of everything. They're not giving the full truth. Everything's a half-truth. Everything's a half-lie. Mm. They're not 100% genuine. And while he is intrigued and slightly attracted to that, it's not what he's mainly attracted to it, it's not his first pick it's not ideal but you know that's the time you <laughs> yeah. gotta have a woman on the arm there's a woman that's interested in me i think he's not, i'll he's go not, along he's not shallow i yeah. mean he is but he's he, it, it, it's different the difference the difference with steve is that steve is just simple he's from the midwest this this city woman showing interest in him that's right he'll yeah. take it yeah if she's he wasn't in new yorker he'd be shallow and she's fancy yeah. Right. Yeah. She's fancy. She is a New Yorker. Yeah. She, oh yeah. She is a New Yorker. Yeah. Um, not like Steve is like I'm a New Yorker now. No, he is. She is a New Yorker. <laughs> He's been yeah. there for two weeks. He's a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> so, so days pass and it's just kind of that. Uh, but eventually, Steve uh, gets an invite to go to lunch with Gatsby because they kind the of great 
Gatsby. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, no, the no, 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 it's Gatsby. fine. It's fine. That's your second the story. Great Gatsby. Three and I'm out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. right? Gone yeah, forever. I'm so We're sorry. Dying. We gotta replace you. We gotta find a different house, different dog. <laughs> so the Great Gatsby wants to get to know Steve a little bit more. He invites mm-hmm. him to lunch. They go into the city together. And when they're going into this restaurant, they run into kind of a shady man named Meyer Wolfsheim. And once they they kind of have this interaction, they move on. The Great Gatsby explains that he's kind of done some business with Wolfsheim you know, in the past. Nick, please tell us, like, what this business is and why... Like, or at least what the business is, what's Meyer Wolfsheim's profession, and how it might pertain to Gatsby. So Meyer Wolfsheim is, for lack of really a better word, a smuggler. A smuggler of what? Uh, it just seems to be, at first, goods. <laughs> goods. Yeah, goods. It's, that's, all, that's, all, that's all it's listed is, you know, we're smuggling goods in. What is that? Is that drugs? Alcohol? People? McDonald's Sprite. Could be that. <laughs> but he's he's bringing things in, and it feels like he's bringing in things for Gatsby, too. Gatsby's like, yeah, this little mover brings in things for me whenever I need them. <laughs> and Wiltshire is a very intimidating man. This is not just a guy you just talk to in any what way you what, want. What, 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 does he look what, like? what does he seem like? Yeah. So he's 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 not very tall. So he's about like how many Fords? Uh, well, I'd say probably about like a. You can't measure a person in Fords. Hey, is he half a Ford? A quarter of a Ford? <laughs> if we're going by, if you were to put a Ford front end to rear end, like standing up on the ground, <laughs> he'd probably be about like third of Ford. Wow, that's still pretty tall. Yeah, he's he's a hefty guy. He's broad shouldered, big guy. Maybe he's got a little bit of Italian in him. Seems like he's, he's broad, thick black hair, mustache, maybe a few scars. Oh, wow. This is not a guy you just talk it's not to. not someone you would fuck with. Yeah, he yeah, seems, he seems tough. I mean, his last name is Wolfsheim. But he's also but he's also wearing like a nice suit. Hey, he's wearing a nice suit. He, he's that kind of guy. It's like, what did you do to earn that suit? Because that's not a suit he took. That is something he earned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to fuck with him. So Steve's a little taken aback. But the great Gatsby... He's just talking to him like this is, you know, just little, a guy. Little mover. Little mover. Call, so. hey, he's my little mover. <laughs> and and the, the most terrifying part to Steve is that he just takes it in stride. Wolfshire's like, yeah, I'm his little mover. I'm Baba's little mover. Yeah. Hey, it's me, his little mover. Which is terrifying. It's like, what kind of power does the great Gatsby hold? This is, it's not just charm at this point. There's more going. There's more going. So does that mean that the Great Gatsby's having things or goods yes. being smuggled in? Possibly smuggled in. Possibly. And maybe it seems like maybe smuggled out. Ah. Oh, smuggled out of the gotcha. country. Okay. And, and, and of course, this is going to be important later on. Oh, yes. Right. So it's like, oh, there's a little bit of like, there's a little piece of the puzzle that's, there's a little piece of the puzzle that Steve just got. Mm-hmm. Of Maybe it's like. Okay, who is this guy? Understanding more what's going on. Should I be hanging around this guy? This guy, this guy who has invested interest in me. <laughs> yes, it, it, it almost feels for Steve. It's like, it's it's you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Because if you bring on the ire of the Great Gatsby, what could happen to you? Yeah, you don't. Want if to you if off. you if you shirk his invitations, 
but you've been personally invited. You can't just say no. You gotta go. You turn from little mover to little moved. Yeah. <laughs> little moved. <laughs> little dead. Little, <laughs> little, little, little moved on beyond the mortal realm. <laughs> little bitch boy. <laughs> little bitch boy. Um, so they have lunch. It's an uneventful lunch. Afterwards, the two depart. And Steve actually goes to meet Jordan, who he's dating, yes. at a hotel where he says, where, where she says, they, they're just hanging out, where she says that actually, after Gatsby, sorry, the great Gatsby left mm. uh, Steve alone, that he pulled Jordan aside and that he actually confessed some secrets about himself. And we find out that there is a love triangle. We find out that a bit of Gatsby's past and the Great Gatsby. Sorry, we find out a bit about uh, the Great Gatsby's past, and we find out why the Great Gatsby bought such a big mansion and throws big parties every weekend. So let's go ahead, Nick, and let's break this down. First off. Mm-hmm. Love triangle. Yes. Is the great Gatsby in love with someone that we have met before? Yes. Who? It's Tina. (gasps) Tina. Tina? Steve's Steve's cousin? cousin? Steve's cousin. Because if you'll notice earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina's not been to any of the party. She has. Oh! Tina hasn't been to any of the party. And and we know. And where do they live? Right over. Right Right over. over. Yeah, right, right over across the, the, the channel. White yeah. channel because because Steve moved in very close and Steve's neighbors with the great Gatsby. Yep. All right. So so we know that it's he's confessed he's in love with Tina. Mm-hmm. All right. How did he meet Tina, and why is he not with them now if he's in love with her? So Tina, this was a little while ago before the great Gatsby was, you know. The Great Was Gats- the, the Great, great Gatsby. Gatsby. Who do you think she was a secretary for? <gasps> Man was in love with the secretary. Classic American tale. But see, here's the thing. Now, the Great Gatsby was, you know, he's a talker. He likes to talk about some of the things he does. He didn't really care that his secretary overheard all this stuff. Tina kind of picked up a few things from the trade how to really sell bonds she went out and struck on her own she didn't she didn't stay there long not long enough to really even get uh well she didn't really even get the great gatsby's attention like on her end she didn't care to get his attention why is tina not with the great Gatsby? yeah did did they ever date or 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 did did she just like not pay any attention to him so at all what she uh, so he did he did throw interest, but he's, you know, he's a mysterious guy. He didn't just want to come out and say, hey, let's go on a date. He left flowers, messages, uh, things that could be from anyone. But he wanted he wanted her to figure it out, to just see that, hey, it's me. I've been doing this this whole time. Wanted her to follow the trail of breadcrumbs right to him. Uh, I see. See, there was a big problem, though. She did eventually start to follow that trail of breadcrumbs. But... Didn't end at the Great Gatsby. Marvin. Marvin fell right in the middle oh, of the trail. Oh, no. Mar- right in the middle of the trail. Marvin all of it was, was already Marvin. there. All of it was from Marvin. Fuck Marvin, man. Oh, my God. So so it was like he he was trying so hard. And then, but there's also, there's another person in there. It's kind and, of a Cyrano and he situation. Did, and he didn't have to do any of the work. Yeah. 
None of the work. Wow. wow. Marvin sucks. just dropped in. Marvin fucking sucks. So let's just. So now the question is, why does he throw such large parties? Well, he knows Marvin comes to all of his parties. Oh, so Marvin's at his party. Marvin comes to some of his parties. Not maybe not every one of them, but he does A come lot. to some. A lot of them. He's trying to figure out what can I do to get Tina back. Uh, what's what's the play? What's the angle? What can I learn about Marvin? Could I get rid of Marvin? And that's where the other major piece of the puzzle comes into play. He can't just get rid of Marvin. Because Marvin's in the FBI. Marvin. Marvin's in, in the, the FBI. Oh my gosh. And, and, and the great Gatsby's got some. Maybe because yeah. of Shane You, you, yeah. you yeah. can pay off a lot of senators. You can pay off a lot of congressmen. You cannot you pay fuck off the FBI. Bureau of Investigation. Oh they, they were just recently formed. They want a spotless yeah. <laughs> record. And who, wait, who better to go after if you've just been made than the biggest fish in the pond? The Great Gatsby. So the Great Gatsby knows this kind of in a bit of a pickle. I can't take care of him because he's. They'll everyone will know. It'll yeah. blow off every. It'll yeah, blow off yeah. everything. They'll know. They'll come literally around my door. Tina is sitting in the most beautiful chair he's ever seen, right in a bear trap. If he takes that's, one step in that, that's the light. That's the that's light. light he's that's talking light. about. You can't grab it. It's you there. Can't grab, but you can't you grab really? it. Why do you think light? he was standing on his lawn, <laughs> yes! just oh staring God. at their house? Looking at what he can't have, he can't take it. He can't grab the it. The light coming from their house. Yeah. And Jordan finds all this out yeah. from the Great yeah. Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Jordan's been Jordan's been piecing it together. I mean, she's been doing this for what seems like a few yeah, years. Yeah. And also, well, well, the Great Gatsby, he can't just approach someone that he's not really sure of. And since Steve has been dating Jordan, uh, and yeah. Jordan's a little bit closer to the Great Gatsby, the Great Gatsby, you know. As someone who might do shady things, you can't do everything directly. Yeah. You got to go through a couple channels. So he's approaching Steve through his girlfriend who might be able to like, uh, you know, temper the waters, which brings brings us to Jordan telling Steve that the great Gatsby has devised a plan. He's finally ready to be reunited with his old love. Nick, what is that plan? Why do you think he's been going? With all these, he's been going on all these dates. He's been throwing all these parties, all to figure out what every single person in the city will be doing when one of these parties is being thrown. He has been testing the waters, going further away from his own party to see if anyone notices. For the day that he could throw the final party and disappear. Oh, whoa! Now, now why does he need it? Now, how does that work out where he will? be reunited with Tina. Well, if he disappears completely, 100% off the map, maybe even is found dead, then it doesn't matter what happens to Marvin. Oh, whoa! But he would give up all his wealth just so he can go after Tina? The heart wants what the heart wants. Damn. Oh, my God. Damn. Money would... means nothing. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants, little mover. <laughs> <laughs> The heart wants what the heart wants, you little mover. How does how does Steve feel about this plan? Well, now, now, how does Steve fit into this plan? So he's asking Steve to do a few odd jobs over the next few weeks. It, it doesn't really, in his mind, Steve's little little simple mustard boy mind, the, the, the pattern's not connecting here of what the great Gatsby wants him to do. And it's with a few things. Drop a letter off here. Meet with this guy. Say these things. 
stand at this corner for an hour. Go to this coffee shop for a day. Go and get food here <laughs> at dinner at this specific time. It seems very strange. Why would he want him to do all that stuff? But at the same time, Steve is not really liking Marvin. Marvin having an affair. Marvin, right. who's complaining about how much his cousin is earning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marvin's going to dick to Steve's cousin. Yeah. But here's the thing. Tina Fuck just seems Marvin. so love-struck by what Marvin did. All those little messages. That huge breadcrumb uh, trail. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's all fake. And it's all, it's all fake. fake. And here's the thing is that Tina would have told Marvin, it's like, oh, thank you so much for the flowers. Thank you so much for all these, these little things that you've left behind. And he was just like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Just went along with it. He didn't do it. Yeah. Just Son went along with it. So Explains much. why he's not as good of a stockbroker so, or so, bondbroker. So Steve, he's kind of like, okay. Yeah. But, but does Steve know the end game? No, Steve does not know the end game. He's not been given all of that. It, it, it's not even pertinent at this point if Jordan's been given all of that. Right. She knows parts of the plan, but doesn't know what this plan is leading up to. Right. Everybody's got different pieces of the puzzle, and only the great Gatsby knows the whole picture. Wow. Well, let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll pick right back up there when we get back. We want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any suggestions on which books you would like us to cover, have any complaints, comments, or hot takes on our podcast, or if you simply want to say hi, you can find us on Twitter at no need to read pod, or you can email us at no need to read podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and back to the show. So if, Steve is willing to go through with the plan. Mm -hmm. How does this, how does this plan play out? It plays out with all the pieces seemingly just falling into place. Steve's doing all these things and he started to notice something. People are looking at him a little differently when he is on the street. People are starting to look at him a little oddly. They're, they're starting to treat him with a little more respect. It's kind of odd. Why Why all of a sudden is this changing? What's the end goal here? Steve does not really understand it, but he finally does the last task the great Gatsby has asked of him. Mm -hmm. He specifically asks him to go to dinner at one place. Nobody else there with him. Go to dinner, order this exact thing off the menu. Get it, eat it, thank them, and call your server a little mover. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's a little nervous. And here's a nice tip for you, you little mover. You little mover. He does. He eats it. He orders a beautiful steak. I'm talking medium rare, huge steak. We're talking half the plate. Delicious. At least, at least 14 ounces. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this is, this is a steak. <laughs> What plate is this on where that's half the plate? Tiny ass plate. It's a tiny plate. But I mean, that's a big steak. It's Kobe beef too now. <laughs> it's, it's high quality. Very good. He eats it. And he's been, you know, he's been drinking. He's nervous. I mean, this is weird. He's been tasked with doing all these things. But this is the only one where the Great Gatsby asked him specifically 
to say something like that. Other times he's asked them, like, ask them a question about a time, other things, where are you going? It seems out of place. It seems out of place. He asks, he gets, he, he finishes his full meal. He's been drinking, and finally the server comes up and he says, um, everything is on the house. Mm. And he, in a little bit of a drunk state, he says, thank you, little mover. The guy... Gives a little, little like, nod and bow, <laughs> and leaves. Leaves. And Steve's just confused. He doesn't know what to think of this. It's very odd. It's very strange. And he, he gets up to leave, and he thought he, he drove here. You know, he has a car. He's, he's, he's fairly a successful bond salesman. Goes outside. His car's not waiting for him at the valet. It's Gatsby's butler. The great Gatsby's butler mm-hmm. is waiting there to drive him back. That's a little odd. Why is the great Gatsby's butler picking me up personally? That's strange. And he does. Picks him up, goes right to the Gatsby's Manor. The great Gatsby? The, the great, great Gatsby's, Gatsby's Manor. Well, I was referring to the Gatsby's Manor. So you can, if you're not referring to him directly, you can call it that. Okay, I got you. Got the you. name of the manor is it's the o- Gatsby's It's only manor. when you're referring to him. <laughs> it's only when you're referring to him. Because it's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you forget it. You little, can so 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 he's being taken to the Great Gatsby's Manor. Correct. And he's confused. He's confused. What happens when he gets there? He gets there. Jordan's there. Jordan's been called there. Okay. She was. She arrived earlier. The butler picked them up too. Yeah. A little strange. Jordan's like, oh, I didn't. I didn't expect you to be here. Yeah. And seems we, like I didn't we, expect we, to be here either. Yeah, we both didn't plan to be here. We both didn't plan to be here. Mm-hmm. And then. Out of the corner, he's he's in the house already. They see Marvin. Marvin's here. Marvin's too. here. Why is Marvin here? Is Tina here? Maybe, but she's not visible at the moment. This is a very large place. Tina could be anywhere in this building. Is the Great Gatsby present? The Great Gatsby is not present. What? Yeah, the Great Gatsby Fuck. is not present. And the butler motions them, please go inside. The Great Gatsby will be with you in a moment. And so they do. They go in, and they wait. They wait. They wait. And after about two hours, Marvin is livid. <laughs> Marvin starts to get angry. Marvin's like, where is he? This has been a huge waste of time. We waited two hours. Full two hours, and then he starts well, getting angry. Well, if you think about it, the butler, I mean, they're not they're at the Great Gatsby's Manor. They're not going to be sitting there without anything. He, the Great Gatsby's butler brings them smokes. He brings Drinks. them alcohol. Yeah, he brings food. them little 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 tidbits of food. So he gets so, drunk, then belligerent. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He gets drunk and belligerent. I mean, he's just been throwing them back. Because, I mean, the longer it goes on, the more frustrated he gets. So he says, you know what? No, I'm going to go find him. The butler does not stop him. Marvin just goes. Gets going. Ten minutes later, the Great Gatsby arrives into the room. From where? He just comes out of one of a different room. Just like randomly walks out. Marvin's has, out right now. Marvin's out right now. He goes to them. He says, my little movers. <laughs> my little movers. I'm so grateful for what you've done. And this is the first time that we're really seeing like the great Gatsby. He's not talking with much platitudes here. It is. He's getting to the point. He goes, you've done it as I've asked. And I thank you greatly for that. 
but I think it's time that we move on to the final thing I ask of you. If we could do the final little move. The final little move. <laughs> he hands him an envelope, sealed, stamped, to Steve. Goes over to Jordan. Jordan, you should do me a favor. A little something, a little mover. Stand by the pier in the back for me. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, a little odd. A little strange. And Jordan goes, okay. And then Steve goes, what do you want me to do with this? And he's like, oh, there'll be something, somebody on the back patio. I need you to hand that to them. They're going to be having a discussion with somebody. It's going to be, it might be a little heated, but I need you to make sure they get handed this while the other person is standing there talking. And Steve's like, okay, sure. I'll go do that. Gives him a, a clap on the shoulder. Thank you, Steve. Does not say low mover. What? Pats his back. He goes off. The butler guides them through the house. As you know, it's kind of a maze. This place is massive. Yeah. Guides them out. Jordan goes straight to the pier. She's not even looking at what's happening on this back porch. Like this back area. It's it's not really a porch. I mean, it'd be considered like a full other like terrace area. <laughs> yeah. For, for him, it's a porch. For us, it's a, like a full. It takes up a building space. Out there, it's Tina and Marvin. And Marvin is angry. He's like, Tina, what the hell are you doing here? He's pissed. What is, what's Tina doing here? Where's the great Gatsby at? He's angry. And Tina's trying to calm him down. He's, he's getting absolutely belligerent. And while this is happening, Steve, of course, not very happy with this, is like, Marvin, calm down. And hands her the envelope while he's trying to get Marvin to calm down. Kind so of while, nonchalantly like, hey. Yeah, here you go. I, I was told to hand it to you. And she opens it up. Thanks, Abby. And she starts rifling through it. And it's a few things. It's letters. But not just letters. It's photographs. Of? Of? Of Marvin. <gasps> Delilah. And Delilah. Yo! Yo! Letters explaining that it was me the whole time. I was the one sending you the letters. Marvin has been doing this. He's a mole. He's working for the government. He wants to take your money away. Tina didn't know that Marvin was working for the FBI. Tina didn't know that Marvin was working for the FBI. And so, Tina is in shock. I mean, she's just standing there. She's like about to break down crying. Marvin sees this. He sees the photos. As she's dropping, I mean, she's she's in shock. She dropped on the ground. Yeah, yeah, sobbing. Marvin sees a few more photos that were strategically placed in the back. Almost like the Great Gatsby knew that Tina wouldn't be able to get through all of them. Omniscient. It falls on the ground. It's not just photos of Marvin and Delilah. It's photos of Marvin and another man. We have not seen this man before. We've only heard of him in little tidbits of the story. Wolfshire. It's him in the photo with Marvin. Wolfshire is not just... In Italian. (laughs) He's not just a smuggler of goods. This is a man selling government secrets. Whoa. This is the first Bureau of Investigation mole betrayer. Marvin sees this. He's connecting all the pieces in his head. The Great Gatsby has pictures of of Marvin selling secrets to Wolfshire. Yep. And Marvin's losing it. He, he's about to go. He's about to attack. 
he's like, I got, I got to get rid of, I got to get rid of Tina. I got to get rid of Steve. Everyone that's ever the been great here. Gatsby. Yeah. He pulls out, he tries to like go after her. Now, as you know, Steve's a Nebraska boy. He's big. He's built. <laughs> I mean, this he's is, this is boy. what a New York, a New York man has nothing on a Nebraska boy. <laughs> Throws him right to the ground. He tries it. He, he, nothing. And as it's, we're on a stone terrace here. Throws him down to the ground, knocks him out. Instantly out. The great Gatsby rolls out. He's like, Tina, I love you. Could you please, I, there's a boat over there. Could you please (gasps) wait over by the boat? I'll be there in just a moment. Like gives her a kiss on the cheek and she's in shock. And the, and the, uh, the butler guides him out. And by the boat, is is, is Jordan by the boat? Jordan's on the pier by the boat, by the boat and leads him out. Marvin's still unconscious. So the butler leads Tina off to the boat. The great Gatsby looks over there, looks over to Steve, looks to Marvin. He says, good work. Glad with what you've done. But I'm not sure if you've seen how this ends. And out of fucking nowhere. I can tell you right now. I don't see how. I don't see how this ends either. I I have no, you know, I've I've read the book multiple times, but somehow with this retelling, I'm just blanking on the ending. It's been yeah, it's been a hot minute. I really just cannot tell you how this is going to end. So first of all, first of all, Nick, is this the end? Is we're getting to the ending? This is the ending here. Okay, okay. okay. So Nick, how does this end? So because I'm on the edge of my seat, (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Moments like these, I wish Wolfshire. (laughs) Wolfshire comes out of the building. He's been in there too, waiting. Jesus Christ. He's been paid. Reaches out into his pocket, pulls out a gun, shoots Martin on the ground. Wait, who shoots Marvin? Who shoots Marvin? Wolfshire Wolfshire shoots Martin. Comes out of in front of the Great Gatsby. In front of the Great Gatsby. Where's Steve? Steve's right there. He's he's talking to the Great Gatsby. Tina see this? No, Tina's on the boat. No, Tina's gone to the boat with Jordan. Yep. Great Gatsby's, uh, and, and Steve is shocked. He's like, huh? And then Wolfshire tosses the gun right into his hands. Now, Steve, he's a Nebraska boy. If you throw something at him, it's like, hey, Bell, he's got to catch it. Gun right into his hands. He's holding it. He has the gun in his hands, a smoking gun. And the Great Gatsby turns him around. And he says, Steve, Steve, you need to listen to me right now because Steve's panicking. Steve's panicking. I did it today. I grabbed that green light out there on the water. <laughs> I got it. But there's something you need to know. You can never take something without giving something up. It's you, buddy. And he, he taps him on the face. It's you. Why do you think I had you go to everywhere today? Over the last week, all the places that I've been going to for the past five years. Nobody knows exactly what I look like. I changed my hair. I, I maybe do a little bit of makeup, look myself, look different. Buddy, where do you think I'm from? And he says to him in a Midwestern accent. He's Midwestern. He's built. And that's when Steve kind of realizes it. The Great Gatsby's kind of the same height. I mean, they both have same hair color, kind of the fa- same face structure. Why do you think he got a personal invitation? Oh. To come Oh, and be oh my God. the Great Gatsby. Oh my God. It's a title. The Great Gatsby is a story that this guy made up <laughs> for all the wealth. And now he's realizing to get the only thing he wants is the love of this woman of Tina. He's got to give it all up. Pass it on. And Steve realizes in that moment, 
I've just been implicated. If I don't cover this up right now... Steve's the perfect fall! Yes, Steve's the fall. And he gives him a look. He's like, I'm not giving you this without a way out. You cover this up. You work with Wolfshire. You're the new Great You become Gatsby. the Great Gatsby. It's you. You'll have it all. You'll have everything. But if you don't take it, then you'll fall for me. Wow! You didn't see all the pieces come into play from the moment you walked past that wasteland. You were already dead in that wasteland when I sent you that invitation. I'm either pulling you in or I'm leaving you out. That's my little mover. Gets up, goes. <laughs> goes over to the boat. And of course, Steve's following him. He's like, "What? what's going on? What's happening? And Steve goes over. Tina's already on the boat. The butler's getting everything prepared. Jordan's sitting by the pier, has no idea what's going on. Just heard a gunshot. And so he's looking back like, hey, what's happening? Steve's got a gun. Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> it's so good to see you. You're my little mover. <laughs> I need you to do one last move for me. Pulls out the exact same model gun, shoots Jordan. What the fuck? What? No witnesses. No witnesses. What? Jordan. the butler? And Wolfshire. Oh, Wolfshire's working. That's fair. For the Great Gatsby. That's fair. The butler appears to be leaving with the Great Gatsby. Jordan, if you remember from the first time we met them, seemed to know a little bit more about everyone around here. Was she working for the highest bidder? What would she, what would you do to get those secrets out of her? It seems like she was giving up those secrets really easily to Steve. Was that on the Great Gatsby's dime? Or was she a problem all along that needed to be handled? And the Great Gatsby just took her out right Great there. Great Gatsby there. took her out. Steve, of course, shot is Steve's shocked. girlfriend. Yep. Steve is shocked again. Gets on his knees. I mean, he's he's in shock right now. Great Gatsby gets on the boat. Tina's in there. She's in the inner cabin. She can't hear a single thing that's even fucking happening. Great Gatsby looks behind. <laughs> Butler pours him a little flute of champagne. Cheers him off. The boat starts to move. Little, Says, little mover. Little mover. <laughs> you gotta take it. Or it'll just leave you behind. <laughs> Takes a sip. The boat goes off. He's left there. And that's where the book ends. Oh my god. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm fucking speechless. <laughs> Whoa! If you could only see the look on my face right now. <laughs> because I could have swore I knew this story. Same. Forwards and backwards. Same. And I'm sure you did too. I'll tell you what, Batman really took some liberties. You all listening here. <laughs> As he does. I mean, this is like I'm here. This was like I was hearing it for the first time. I have that effect on a lot of people. Oh my god. You're okay. an amazing storyteller. Oh, thank you. So you much. really are. I mean, you really know your stuff. I am I am just speechless. Well, Nick, thank you for that. I think everyone wow. is is enlightened because of that. Well, incredible story. Incredible. Just beautiful. beautiful, really beautiful. What a like it's almost a soap opera, but it's not. It's beautiful. And just all the puzzle pieces coming together. Nick, what is what is the message? What's the theme of this story? The theme of this story is that there will always be a bigger fish trying to pull you into the pond. 
And it's up to you whether or not you walk right into that trap. Wow. 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 It's okay. I'm. I like. I said. I'm speechless. I'm, I'm in shock. I'm. I'm truly in shock. I. I. That was. That was such a dramatic ending. Um. Nick. Nick uh, if you could rate this. This story. Uh. This wonderful piece any of scale. great American literature on any scale, any rating. What would you give it? I give it one dead Marvin out of one. Wow. That's a hundred percent. That's a high 100%. ranking for you. That's it is. One hundred percent. One of my favorite stories. What's your, told. What was your favorite part of the story? Oh, my favorite part of the story is obviously when Marvin dies. Same, same. I, without saying anything, that was mine. What about you, Justin? Mine when when Wolfshire threw the gun to Steve. Yeah, yeah, to, to Steve. Steve. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's where it all starts to unravel. This is one like, thing when when Marvin just dies, but then to yeah, like it's see one it thing when he gets fall. shot, and then to everything like like you know Steve taking the fall that the Great Gatsby had this planned all nebraska along and nebraska boy from the, from the midwest a little <laughs> it just was like that's the moment i think it all culminated to the point of like uh, i was in shock i was in awe I, that had to be my favorite part xander's years was when, when marvin that whole sequence that whole sequence was perfect wow well thank you all for really Riding along with Riding us. Along and with if you've us. listened to all our this episodes, thank you for staying with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Season. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. We hope to do more. This is this is the season finale. We'll we'll, we'll come back with a whole hopefully a whole second season if, yeah. if you all still want more. Um and I think we should give them a little preview into what our first book will be of, of course, the second season. Back. Well, I, I will say, you know, we've we've said it, you know, every single time that we're we're going to make it, you know to the next book but we realize it's so it's such an important story we keep putting it off we every keep, episode yeah. we, we, keep, we, keep putting we actually we, we don't show up but we cut out trying to do it every yeah, time we, I mean, it's so we've, we've really we really we try to do it it's it's such an, we've been trying to do it for over it, a year it's now. intense uh but we we have, we guarantee it'll be the first episode of season two so join so us in next se- season next, next season, season when we do war and peace, peace.